Hey y'all, what's up? It's your girl Stephanie Warrington here with the Back to Life, Back to Reality podcast, where we are bringing people back to the reality that life comes through Jesus Christ. And before we get started on today's topic, I just want to apologize, guys, that I have not made any episodes in the past two and a half weeks. I'm not going to lie, I've been very tired. You know, I didn't want to study, I didn't want to record. You know, I work seven days a week, so. I'm going to keep it 100. I didn't want to really put a lot of effort into it. But, you know, I realized that that's not fair. And, you know, that's also hindering my relationship with the Lord, not taking adequate time to study and to give you guys the information that needs to be given. So I do apologize for that. Um, But also, I did have to prepare as well for my first art show here in the DMV. And if you are in the DMV area and you are a believer and you are looking for some great, fun, interactive, uh, Christ-based events, then you should check out Culture is the New Norm. They just have so many different events that's focused on building the kingdom and building the body and they're right here in the dmv they have it all around in maryland dc and virginia so check them out on instagram at culture underscore new norm they're not paying me to say their name they don't even know that i'm mentioning their name but i really do like their vision for their events and what they believe in so i really want to shout them out it was a great time and i just appreciate what they're doing for the kingdom um so yeah What I really want to talk about today, guys, is very important. I know I say that a lot about every topic that I do because it's true. Every topic that we're addressing is true because we, is important because we want to make sure that, again, people aren't walking around in deception, people aren't falling into the schemes of the enemy, and we want to make sure that people know their creator personally and are guaranteed their eternal salvation, their eternal life with our creator so we want to open people's hearts and people's minds to um to the lord and to christ um but today is especially important because i believe that what we're going to talk about is the biggest form of deception that the enemy uses in society today we see this very big movement of this issue and it's very prominent it's growing it's thriving and i really want to address it and as a disclaimer you know i it is not my job and it is not my motive to change people you know we as people god has given us free will to do what we want to believe what we want and to go about our lives the way that we want but i want to debunk certain types of deception and misunderstandings that people have of god christ the bible and what it means to be a christian and by doing that i hope that it'll allow and give a window of opportunity for the lord to come and change individuals hearts and to reveal himself to you guys so that you can know him personally and intimately for yourselves so today what we're going to talk about is kind of a an extension to what we talked about last episode last episode we talked about 
what it means to be an actual Christian or an actual believer. We talked about what is a believer, what is a Christian, what are the core beliefs of a Christian and a believer, and also the core values, the, the prerequisites or the standards that you know you need to follow throughout your life in order to consider yourself a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ. But today what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about how all roads do not lead to God and how all roads do not lead to heaven. And what really made me want to address this this topic is again, I feel like there's a very large movement in society that is pushing this idea that we can believe in whatever we want, we can have, you know, we can believe whatever we want, we can be spiritual, we can be X, Y, and Z. And at the end of the day, all these different religions, whether it's a mainstream religion or a smaller religion, you know, there's thousands of religions out there, they all lead to the same place. They all lead to heaven, they all lead to paradise, and they all lead to God. You know, God there's many different forms of God and whatever we want to believe in you know that's the form that God is according to what we believe in and that is very untrue that is the lie of the enemy and it is going to send a lot of people to have eternal separation from God from their creator and not being able to dwell in the kingdom of heaven and we don't want that so I really wanted to go into depth about that. And again, what made me really want to talk about this is the fact that there is this bumper sticker that you see on cars a lot. And this has been circulating for probably a decade now. Um, And it's the coexist sticker. And if you're not sure what I'm referring to, I'm pretty sure you've seen it. And it basically is the word coexist, but each letter is a symbol representing a specific religion. So for example, C is the crescent moon, which represents Islam. O is the peace sign, which represents world peace. E is the Om sign, which represents Hinduism. X is the star of David, which represents Judaism. I is the pentagram as the dot on the eye, which represents the occult, which is also Satanism and witchcraft. S is the yin and yang symbol, which is Confucianism. And T is Christianity, which is represented by the cross. And basically what this sticker is entailing is that again, all religions all roads lead to god all roads lead to heaven and you hear a lot of celebrities especially oprah you know oprah is a very big advocate for this message again that all roads lead to heaven all roads lead to god we can just have our own belief and believe in anything and it's just gonna all get us to the same place eventually and again that is not true And it actually warns us in Revelations 13 about this whole idea of a one world religion. It talks about how this is going to be a part of setting the stage for the Antichrist to come in and start the whole process of the second return of Christ 
and you know the seven year uh, tribulation and you know starting that whole process so we are living in the last days guys the prophecy by biblical prophet uh, biblical prophecy is being revealed to us every single day and this is part of it so if you are interested i would definitely read revelations 13 on your own and see what that's about and you can see how it talks about the one world order the one world religion the one world government and setting the stage for the antichrist to come and rule so in today's episode what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about why all roads aren't the same why they don't lead to the same thing and we're going to talk about the logical reasons why so that way it doesn't really seem like a biased episode i really want us to use common sense as to why this doesn't make sense and we're also going to go into depth about a few religions and what they believe so we can actually see that it is impossible for us to believe in different things and say that we're all it all ends up in the same the same aftermath and the same ending and then next we're going to talk about the biblical reasons why other religions are separate from Christianity, separate from Christ, and why Jesus is the only way to heaven and the only way to God. And then the last thing what I want to do is that I want to ask certain questions for people to go and reflect on and to think on and really allow yourself to let the truth be revealed to you, especially if you are someone who is listening, who who does follow a different religion or faith or spiritual practice, you know, to really allow these questions to penetrate your mind and your heart and allow you to seek the truth and to seek what's real and to seek what's deception. So that way God can have his personal intimacy with you. All right, so... Why all roads don't lead to heaven, logically. The first thing I would say why that doesn't make sense is because not every religion believes in the same God or number of gods. You know, it doesn't make sense to say that because how can, how can, how can something, how can one God and multiple gods lead to the same road? It's two totally different ideas two totally different understandings two totally different functions you know so uh, a path or a religion that leads to one god can't be the same path that leads to multiple gods because it, it, it doesn't make any sense because that that individual god isn't even present in the multiple gods and there's no multiple gods in the on the on the pathway of the religion that believes in one so these are two totally different beliefs polytheism and monotheism so they can't lead to the same thing they can't be associated with each other because they're they're on two totally opposites of the spectrum so again saying that all religions lead to the same thing 
when they don't believe in the same thing in the number of gods and the actual god the same god it doesn't make sense the next reason why that doesn't make sense is because not every religion believes in an afterlife so we can't say that all roads lead to heaven when not every religion believes in heaven and hell you know some religions just believe you'll be in limbo some believe you just keep reincarnating and coming back to earth some think you'll be in a in a paradise you know with certain things that's like earth you know or you'll be dwelling with certain beings and certain deities and things like that so it's different you know physically mentally like it logically does not make sense to say i'm going to heaven but my religion doesn't believe in heaven you know it doesn't make sense for me to say yeah my religion doesn't even believe in heaven but you know i'm still going there anyways because you know all roads lead to the same thing no that doesn't make sense it doesn't happen that way and we can just if we honestly be honest with ourselves we know that doesn't make sense so we need to stop believing that that that's true if we really look at you know in which we will in a few minutes but if we really look at other religions and we look at what it means to follow christ you know we can see that there's very clear distinct differences you know between christ and other religions how other religions are pretty much very similar they're not the same again because they do believe in different things but we'll go into depth more about how other religions are pretty similar compared to christ and you know this is a little off topic because I'm going to give a biblical reference, even though this is supposed to be logical reference, but the Bible does talk about the narrow and the broad path, how the broad path leads to destruction, how the broad path leads to hell. So a lot of, so that make if you know, if it's starting to make sense and add up, a lot of things are going to lead to destruction and going to lead to, you know, being eternally separated from God, but only one, the narrow, the skinny path is going to be the real path the true path the right path so we're gonna get into that in a little bit but also if all religions lead to god in heaven then that means so does satanism voodoo santa maria and other occult practices so again when we're saying all and even in this coexist sticker it says the pentagram which is you know symbolism for occult and satanism you know it, it's part it's saying that this is part of of the of the one way you know the one world religion so how can something that is evil be equal to something that is good we logically know that there's good and evil in the world so to say that evil leads to good doesn't make any sense that that that's just illogical like that that can't happen good and evil are on two different sides of the spectrum so they have nothing to do with anything they're 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 always at war they're always butting heads so to say that all roads lead to heaven that all roads lead to the same god and lead to heaven 
is false because if that was the case then that means um satan leads to heaven you know witchcraft leads to heaven leads to goodness leads to purity leads to righteousness and holiness that doesn't make sense and the last thing the the most i would say the most logical thing that explains why all roads can't lead to the same ending or the same destination is that there can only be one truth there can there has to be one true religion there has to be one religion there can only be one religion that is the truth because in in the natural world in in the nature of things there's only one truth there's there's no such thing as multiple truths there's multiple points of view there's multiple understandings but the truth the absolute truth the standard the end all and be all there can only be one when when you when you do something wrong and your mom asks you for the truth there's no multiple truths it's either a lie or or you know telling partial truth but there's only one truth when you go to court you know they don't say you know there's two sides there's a side that did wrong and there's a side you know that did right you know the side that did wrong can't say oh what i'm saying is the truth when they're clearly in the wrong no there's only one truth so out of all of the religions in the world there's thousands of religions one of these religions has to be true one of these religions has to have the ultimate truth the ultimate standard the ultimate end all be all because in the natural world there's only there's only one truth there can only be one actual standard and if we really think about it what is religion for it is our moral compass it's what we believe in to get us to our final destination we know that we are spirits dwelling in a temporary body here on earth so we know that there has to be something beyond this earth that we have to prepare for so if our end goal isn't just this earth but it is an actual afterlife and going beyond what that is then there has to be an absolute standard there has to be something to actually reach for that is the truth that is perfect that is perfection that is holy that is righteous and that is just pure good there has to be a standard that we have to reach so that means one of these religions out here in this world has to be the ultimate truth and again we're going to go into reasons why that is jesus why that is christianity everything else is a lie everything else is false everything else is short and and falls short of the truth so that's why other religions have to be false you know outside of the one that is true because again there can only be one truth there can only be one absolute final standard in in life and in 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 the spiritual realm so now we're going to look at the differences of some major religions and you know kind of help you understand why 
all roads can't lead to the same thing. Um, And when doing research on these different religions, something that I really saw major differences in or, you know, that really stuck out is that each religion has its differences in the understanding of sin which is the understanding of why we need God or why we need a religion and salvation, which also explains why we need a God, why we need to prepare for our afterlife, prepare for what happens after we leave this earth. Um, and if we look at Romans 5, 16 to 21, it actually explains why we need Christ, why we need intimacy again with God. So again, you know, I've explained this before in other episodes, whether it was on the podcast or on my YouTube channel, we have to understand that we are spirits living in a human experience in a human body god created us we are made in his image we unfortunately lost intimacy with our creator when adam and eve decided to be obedient to satan and follow satan instead of being obedient to god god is perfect god is holy god is righteous God is the absolute standard of what we strive to be and what and and where we want to be at, which is in heaven, um, dwelling with him. So because he is that, he can't have anything to do with sin. Like he like like our understanding of pureness and, and holiness is so so small, like God sits beyond that. So because he is just so beyond us in far, as far as perfection and holiness and righteousness, he can't have anything to do with us. He can't be tainted by sin. He can't be tainted with being less than anything than what he is. You know, think of God like those fresh, crisp white sneakers that you get like 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 no dirt can get on those sneakers like because once you get the dirt and the creases on the sneakers like they don't have the same value they don't have the same purity they don't have the same you know sparkliness or the that same like attraction like it 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 loses its value it lessens its value so if god who is the creator of all things and sits outside of time and who should be our standard is tainted with sin and grossness and creases and you know dirt then he's not god anymore he's just a human so he can't have anything to do with sin so in order for god to have a relationship with his creation again because we were separated with sin there had to be a way for us to to reconnect with him and that's why he gave us Jesus. That's why he he manifested himself in a human form so we can have an account of what perfection, of what godliness, of what purity and righteousness and holiness looks like. And it was written down so that we can emulate it. So that way we can um, build our relationship with God and build our intimacy with God so that way he can know us again and call us by name and love on us and care for us he loved us so much that he put himself 
you know, in a manifested form on the cross. He shed blood. He was the official sacrificial lamb. So we can be reunited with him again and be able to dwell again in his in his righteousness and his holiness, which is in his kingdom. So we need salvation we need a form of atonement we need some form of exchange of our punishment to hell you know in order to get into heaven from our sinful nature from the sin that came through adam and eve so when we look at these different religions we'll see that they have different understandings or different beliefs on what sin is and why we sin and also how we you know are saved from our sin and how we are reconnected with our creator so islam so what muslims believe and again i am not a religious scholar this is just basic information that I did research on for each of these religions. So it's not going to be in any extra, extra in-depth detail. This is just surface level beliefs on sin and salvation. So what Islam believes, what Muslims believe is that um, basically what it says in the Quran is that Allah causes people to go astray. And there are multiple scriptures that support this. In Quran 1693, in 488, and in 7431. So when you read these scriptures, it literally says Allah allows people to go astray. So that means God, the God that they believe in is causing people to sin causing people to not be righteous and not be holy and you know not be striving to have a more righteous and holy lifestyle so how can how how can a god who is supposed to be perfect and pure and holy cause his own creation to stumble and to fall astray and give them no real way to 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 exchange their sin or exchange their wrongdoings you know that's not a god of love that's not a god that that wants to have intimacy with with their creation if they're causing them and allowing them to go astray they believe in smaller sins and major sins um the only major sin that they that they see that's really punishable is if you believe in something outside of allah if allah is not your one true god then then you know then that is punishable but any other sin is not really punishable. So how are you how are you getting rid of your sin? How are you being atoned for your sin? You know, your sin is just accumulating. There's no if there's no punishment, if there's no repercussions of the wrong things that you're doing. You know, why how can 
how can your God, your leader, your, your, you know, your standard lead you astray and then not give you any repercussions, kind of just let you do whatever you want to do and have no, have no, um, yeah, have no repercussions or have no punishment, you know, that's, that's like saying, I'm just going to let my children do whatever they want and have no repercussions for their actions. And then getting upset that, you know, they're, they're a menace to society and they're a menace in your household. And, you know, they're just being ruckus and chaos because they have no order they have no punishment you know they're just allowed to do whatever they want and you know not be held accountable so that doesn't that doesn't make sense to have a god and believe in a god who is going to allow you to go astray and not have some sort of punishment or some way to make you aware of your wrongdoing so that you can turn back to a path of righteousness and holiness because no matter what you believe we are we are humans you know we can never be perfect we can never be like a god or like god you know we can strive but we can never be we're unperfect so so yeah um, so there's no accountability to sin. Um, they believe that sin is redeemable through works like the Hajj, which is going to Mecca or Mecca. I'm sorry if, <laughs> if I said it wrong, um, giving charity prayer. Um, and you can find that in 11, 114. So they believe that you can work your way into heaven. If you do all these good deeds, doesn't matter how much sin you do because, you know, you're not even held accountable. But as long as you do enough good works, then you can get into heaven. But they also believe that you don't really know if you're going to get to heaven. They have no 100% guaranteed that they're getting into heaven because basically it's like you hope you hoping and you praying that when you die Allah is going to be like yeah you did just enough uh, good deeds more than your bad deeds and more than your sins so you can come into heaven like why would you want to live like that why would you want to live a life of uncertainty like you can't you can't literally keep track of all the sins that you're doing to say okay you know I only did five sins today and you know 500 sins in my whole life so far so that means I got to do x amount of good deeds you know to outweigh my sin like you can't live like that you you literally cannot keep track of a lifestyle like that so it's like you have no real accountability of sin. You know, your God is leading you astray into sin. And, you know, you 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 basically have to work your way in, in into heaven in hopes that you might get in. You're not even guaranteed. You don't even know. So, you know, I encourage you that if you are of the Islamic faith, um, then you know, really start looking into, you know, what you believe in, you know, does this really make sense? You know, does this really 
allow me to have 100% certainty that I am going to go and be with my creator? Am I going to be able to dwell with my creator for eternity? Buddhism. So in Buddhism, there there is no God. They don't they don't believe in a God. Buddhism is actually um, a, a man-made a man-made um, entity like like it's not they don't consider Buddha an actual God. I believe he was a man. So in this religion already, there is no standard of perfection or righteousness or holiness because man is not righteous man man is not holy man is not pure and perfect so again that's already an issue it's man-made it's it so people are following man people are following a, a deceitful wicked futile man that has no perfection righteousness or holiness to them you know they have no concept of sin no accountability of wrongdoing and they believe that sin is not necessarily, you know, doing wrong or going against God's will or a state of rebellion. They just think that it's you simply making mistakes in life. You know, you're just ignorant, you know, or you're unskilled, you know, you, you just have some more to learn. And, you know, you don't worry about that because eventually you can work your way into bettering yourself. And what what the buddhist belief system really focuses on is that you can better yourself you can save yourself by becoming more skillful less ignorant making less mistakes so because there's no god because there's no form of perfection holiness or righteousness you know because there's no no form of sin there's no salvation from evil your destiny is in your hands. You have complete control. You as an individual who is futile, who is wicked, who makes mistakes, who is not pure, who is not righteous and holy, has total control of your destiny. You have no standard, no pure standard to follow. And you can save yourself when you're naturally sinful. So that right there doesn't even make sense to say that you put yourself as someone who can save yourself again you're wicked you're deceitful you're futile you're you're wishy-washy you're full of emotions that are all over the place you're wicked like so so yeah literally like <laughs> I don't even have words to describe that like that just doesn't even make sense to say that that leads you to heaven and that leads you to the one true god that doesn't even make any sense why why would you follow something that doesn't give you a standard a moral standard to follow as far as holiness and righteousness you know why would you follow something that doesn't address that you need something outside of yourself to help you navigate through life. Hinduism. Hindus believe in many gods. And what they believe is that there is a main god. 
and that this main god can kind of trans it is it's hard to explain like i said i don't go into all the details of what it believes but basically this one god can be in different forms of many different gods like it represents different forms so because there's just all these different gods there's thousands of gods you know that represents this one god people don't actually have intimacy with this one god they have no relationship with this one god because this one god is in many different forms and has many different um, functionalities and purposes so people don't actually have an intimacy with their creator with their god um there's no form of sin in hinduism it's just karma so whatever you do in your in your past you know your your you it will affect your future there's so there's again no accountability it's kind of just you proclaiming your own destiny like oh i know i did something in the past that's wrong so in order for me to not reap the the consequences of what I did in the past, I have to do good deeds. I have to work my way into bettering my own self. But how can I better myself when I'm naturally wicked? How can I better myself when I naturally fall short, fall short of of something of holiness, of perfection, of purity? How can I do it? They have no form of salvation. They don't believe in an afterlife. They believe in reincarnation. You just keep coming back to earth. Like, why would you believe in something that makes you come back to earth? Why would you ever want to come back to earth? Do you see what's going on? Do you see the craziness that's going on in earth? The stress, the depression, the suicide, you know, the crazy people, the drugs, you know, the the the, the diseases. Why would you want to keep coming back to this earth? And what they believe in is basically that you you keep coming back until you until you reach this state of quote-unquote freedom so basically it's called moksha or something like that you strive to reach this which is freedom from reincarnation by practicing dharma which is good deeds so in reality you would just keep coming back to earth over and over and over again because naturally as a human you are a sinner so you can never be a perfect you can you you would always have to be good deeds to reach perfection but you will never reach perfection because you're not perfect because you're a human so you're just going to keep coming back to earth reliving the same thing you know history repeats itself so you're going to keep reliving these same old traumas these same old things and you're just stuck in this cycle you know there's no there's no salvation there's no heaven there's no resting final resting place you're just constantly coming back mormons so mormons and catholicism you know you might say oh well isn't that supposed to be christianity isn't that supposed to be christian I'm going to flat out say no. 
I'm sorry if you're Catholic, if you're Mormon, if you're Jehovah's Witness. No, I don't consider that being a true believer of Christ because if we look at what we talked about in our last episode as far as the core beliefs and, you know, the standards of what being a follower of Christ is, these sects, sects or um, these forms of quote-unquote Christianity do not follow those things. They add and take away their own doctrine, their own belief system. They add certain things to it. So I would go as far to say that, you know, these different forms and um, denominations of quote-unquote Christianity um, are different from the core beliefs and the core standards and the core expectations of a believer. So for an example, Mormons, they claim to believe in Jesus Christ, but they do actually have a totally different doctrine and belief system in salvation and sin. Um, They do not believe in the original sin, so they don't believe that Adam and Eve caused sin, which doesn't even make any sense because sin had to come here somehow. Like, there has to be an origin. Like, everything has an origin. Everything has a beginning. So there has to be an origin. Um, They also believe that salvation can't be obtained just by grace. You have to do works. Works gives you salvation instead of salvation inspiring you to do works. Um, and the, the Catholic faith also believes in that kind of mentality. So we talked about last week that what saves you is faith that Christ died on the cross for our sins and then everything else that is in the core beliefs you know that he rose on the third day he will come back to collect his church he is the only way to the father things like that so that is that and repentance is the only way that you are actually saved works does not make you saved works maintains your salvation works maintains your faith works make sure make sure that you don't fall astray back into your old life and back to your old lifestyle and into sin so you can continue to have intimacy with your father but actual works doing actual good deeds does not cause you or allow you to be saved and they believe that you have to do works you have to do sacraments if you're talking about catholicism to actually be saved and to actually have an intimacy with god again the difference between that and what believers do is that through salvation and having the holy spirit and believing that christ you know die for your sins it motivates you to do good things naturally you do good things because of the holy spirit within you whereas they believe that you have to do works on your own and in your own understanding to actually um you know have a relationship with God and the Bible talks about it multiple times is that we are not saved by works you know we're not we you know works does not get us noticed by the Lord you know so again 
most of these religions believed in a works-based um a works-based relationship with God. You have to work your way into heaven. You got to work your way into having a relationship with um, with God. Whereas the Christian faith, as being a believer in Jesus Christ, you just simply believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sin. You accept the free gift of salvation. That's all you have to do. Believe, Confess with your tongue and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. That's all you have to do. You don't have to do all these works and all these deeds to get into heaven. No. You have to have faith. But like the Bible says, faith without works is dead. So you do need to do good deeds. But again, your good deeds comes from your faith. And, you, and not where your works gives you faith. And then they also, the Mormons also believe that you die and become gods when you die. And you have little spirit babies up there. And that is nowhere near biblical. That is nowhere near what Jesus believes or what's in the word of God. So that is not Christianity. And then Catholics, they're over here praying to saints and doing Hail Marys and doing all these rituals and practices found in the Catholic Church that... The Bible says nothing, anything like it doesn't say you need to do all this stuff to be in God's good graces and to have a relationship and have intimacy with him. So we don't. So, yeah, even even in the quote unquote Christian faith and these quote unquote Christian, you know, denominations, we have to be careful. That's why. You know, like I said in my previous episode, that there's a difference really between being a quote-unquote Christian and an actual believer and follower of Jesus Christ. And then Judaism. They don't believe in the original sin. They don't believe that Adam and Eve brought sin into the world. Well, I should say they don't... When I say original sin, I don't mean the first sin. I mean the original sin inflicted by man because the first sin ever done was actually by satan when he rebelled against god and he had pride and that's why he got kicked out of heaven so that's the actual first sin ever done but the original sin on man was done by adam and eve and they don't believe in that so they believe people aren't born into sin they are influenced by the world they believe when you are born you have this perfect clean slate and you know over time when you get older you start becoming sinful and you get influenced that way and i used to think that way but that's wrong no we are born into sin we are naturally born sinners we are natural a baby can 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 um exert sinful nature you know at a very young age so we can't be born into we can't be born into perfection because we're human we we're not perfect the only perfect one out there that was human was jesus because he was manifested by god himself who is holy righteous and pure they don't believe in salvation necessarily because they don't believe that the messiah has come yet so they don't really have any form of salvation outside of works um 
and basically they believe salvation comes through repentance and through following the Torah's commands, which is a little over 600. Um, so that's basically works. You know, they believe that salvation comes through works, repentance and following the commands. So again, repentance is important. Again, works is important, but that doesn't get you saved. Um, what makes you saved is your faith that Christ died on the cross for you. And that's why you that's why I said now, you know, looking at these different religions, you know, why Christ is very different. It's set apart differently from all these other religions because although these religions are different in what they believe in, their view on sin and salvation is very similar where there's no accountability to sin and also there's no real form of salvation. Salvation comes through human, the human heart, you know, the human works. You know, some people can basically save themselves. We can't save ourselves. We're, 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 we're sinners. We're evil. We're wicked can't do it we can't we can't send ourselves to a place of perfection you know which is heaven which is dwelling with God who is perfect when we are natural sinners we we can't save ourselves it's physically mentally spiritually logically impossible so again all other religions are work-based even the new age movement like we believe like we're our own gods we can save ourselves you know all these creations like crystals and energies and stuff and sage is going to heal us and 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 set us free and things like that so you know all these all these different religions really focus on ourselves saving ourselves you know and again logically that doesn't make sense when we are naturally wicked when 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 we're not pure we're not perfect we're not righteous and we're not holy now if we look at what jesus represents and what the one true god represents which is yahweh we can see that there is clear very clear distinguishes between other religions and christ so when we look at who jesus is you know, Jesus guarantees you intimacy with our Heavenly Father. And we can go to James 4, 8. It says, draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. So basically what that is saying is that when you draw closer to God, when you seek the Lord, when you put God first, when you want to do his will, when you're actually wanting to live a life of purity and righteousness and holiness he's going to want he's going to draw closer to you you're going to start seeing the hand of god because now that 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 blockade that that blockade of sin that was blocking you from from god knowing you is getting smaller and smaller because you're striving to live more and more like his standard which is christ jesus guarantees you salvation and living for eternity 
like I said, all these other religions, you don't know if you're going to heaven. You absolutely have no way of knowing if you're going to heaven. But Jesus, he gives you 100% satisfactory knowingness that you are going to heaven if you believe in him. He says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. No other religious figure has claimed that they are the way, the way to God, the way to heaven. No other religion has claimed that. So why are we saying that 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 all of these roads are leading to heaven and all these roads are leading to our creator they they don't even claim that like if you ask people of other religions they they don't even claim that so why where are we getting this notion that that they do it's false jesus was selfless and god loved us so much that he gave up his son through sacrifice and we all know this scripture that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life so God is selfless our God is a God of love you know he knows we're sinners he knows that if we don't have a way to reconnect and have intimacy with him then we're automatically doomed for hell so he manifested himself into a human so that we could relate it's basically like god kind of had to like quickly demote himself you know in order for us to 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 have a relationship with him but because god couldn't physically do that because again god is god is outside of us you know god is way higher than us pure and whatnot he had to manifest himself into a human form so God, God loves us. You know, the one true God, Yahweh, and the one true Savior, Yeshua, he, he, they, they showed the most, the most purest form of love, which is sacrifice. You know, Jesus bore sin. Jesus was separated from his own father to take on our sins, to, to die for us to take on the price of hell and the price of death so that if we believe in him and that we believe that he did that for us we don't have to we don't have to endure that eternal separation jesus following jesus guarantees you a peace of mind we live in such a crazy society today like People are always looking for peace, joy, and happiness. And you can't find that anywhere. That's why they say you you will always have a void in your heart if you don't follow Christ. Because Christ is the only way, the only bridge to connecting you with God who is the one who can fill that void. So in John 16, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So this is saying that when you believe in Christ, you're going to still go through trials and tribulations. You're still going to go through downfalls. You're going to still be in the valley. But God and Christ have overcome the world. So, yeah, you're you have temporarily issues here on earth. But in when you believe in Christ, you're 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 going to overcome because your reward 
for being faithful and being in 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 knowing who God is and who Christ is is going to give you a lifetime of blissfulness, a lifetime of purity and, and bliss and and, and and you know just dwelling with your heavenly father. So Jesus already bore everything bad and evil on, on the cross for us. So we don't have to worry. We don't have to, you know, be depressed and anxious because it was already handled for us. Which goes into my next my next point that Jesus that when you follow Jesus, you don't have to save yourself. You don't have to do works. You don't have to save yourself. You you your battles are fought for you. You know, the Lord fights your battles in 1 Samuel 17:47 it says all those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves for the battle is the Lord's and he will give all of you into our hands so basically what that scripture is saying that there's nothing man-made or man-operated that saves you the Lord fights your battles the Lord will overcome you you know, we've all heard the scripture, you know, all things come together for the good of those who trust in the Lord, you know. So when you put your faith in God and your faith in Christ, God will fight your battles for you. You don't have to do things on your own. You don't have to save yourself. You don't have to rely on yourself to do everything. Your battles are already fought for you or will be fought for you. So that's the beauty of following Christ. God in Christ does not lead people astray. A God who is perfect and holy and and righteous will not allow or lead, you know, his his people astray and into sin and away from righteousness and away from perfection and away from purity. They won't do that. In Psalm 1830, it says, as for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in him. So God is perfect. God's word is perfect. There's no flaws. There's no contradictions. People who keep saying the Bible is full of contradictions. No, the Bible is not full of contradictions. You just don't know what you're talking about and taking things out of context. So if you actually read your Bible, actually address the Lord and help and asked him to fill you with the Holy Spirit to give you a revelation to read and understand the Bible, you will find that there's actually absolutely no contradictions in the Bible. A true God, a true perfectionist, a true pure God, a true holy righteous God does not contradict themselves because if that's the case then they're not God. They're false. They're 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 evil. They're they're they miss the mark. They're lesser than. So if your God is causing you to fall astray or if there's contradictions in the the book or the words or the scriptures that you believe in then it's false it's just purely false Uh, a god who is supposed to be above us way above us is not going to have flaws and contradictions and in sin doesn't make sense literally does not make sense when you follow christ and believe in christ you're given a brand new start you know, you're, you're not stuck in sin, you know, you're not, you're not just dwelling in your sin because there's no consequence or there's no, um, you know, there's nothing holding you accountable to your sin. You are actually 
um, given a new start when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior and allow him to take on the the price of, of death for you. So if we go to 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. So when you accept Christ and you get baptized, your old life, your sinful life is, is wiped clean. You, you get a brand new start. You're, you're wiped clean. And, and that's so beautiful. You're not stuck in your sin. You're not stuck in your transgressions. You're not stuck in the things that are causing you to stumble, guys. That is the most beautiful thing about following Jesus. Jesus is perfect. Like, he is the only human being that is actually perfect. And that was the whole point of God manifesting himself into Jesus so that we can have a count. The Bible is literally an account of, well, I'll say more of the New Testament, is an account of Jesus and how he was a human being in the miracles that he did and in the prophecy that um, was fulfilled through the Old Testament about the Old Testament and all these other things you know Jesus was manifested so that we had no excuse as to why we cannot aim to have a personal relationship with God Jesus is perfect in Hebrews 4 15 it says for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are yet he did not sin so basically what this scripture is saying is that there is no religious person no religious leader no priest no shaman no no imam no no temple leader whatever you want to call no rabbi whatever you want to call it there is no person who is unable to empathize with our weakness like you know these people fall short you know these are these are even though they're they're leaders they still fall short they still have been tempted and when they're tempted they have fallen short but there has been one who has been tempted who has gone through what we have gone through and yet he had not sinned he did not fall short he did not fall into temptation he did not fall into sin so jesus is perfect so we need to aim for perfection we need to aim to be pure we need to aim to be righteous and if he's the only one who can do that then that's who we need to be aiming for everyone else we shouldn't be aiming for because they can't do that they are false they 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 haven't been perfect they don't even claim to be perfect so why would we claim to follow something believe in something and have an and follow something that's not perfect to get us into a perfect place and to get us into a perfect end point. Heaven is perfect. There's nothing there's nothing evil, sinful, diseased, disgusting that lives there. So why why would we follow something that can't get us in there when they themselves are not perfect? But Jesus was perfect, so he can get us there. He can lead us into our our salvation. He can lead us into our paradise dwelling place with our Heavenly Father. And lastly, Jesus gives us freedom. We're free. We're, we are no longer slaves to ourselves. We are no longer slaves to the flesh. And we are no longer slaves to this world and the God of this world, which is Satan himself. It says, 
in Galatians 5.1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you do not have to be burdened by slavery. You are not shackled. You are not chained to your sin anymore. You are free. You have freedom. You are not bound to death. You are not bound to hell. You are free. You actually have the ability and you actually have uh, the, the right to have a connection with your heavenly father and dwell with him now because that's the price that Jesus paid for you to take away that blockage that was separating you from God and allowing you to have that intimacy with him so that you can dwell with him forever for eternity when you leave this world. So again, guys, this 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 is important. I, I really hope that logically and biblically you are able to see why Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Why the Bible says that the broad path leads to destruction and leads to hell and the narrow path leads to to uh to eternal life you know when we look at all these other religions there's this broad sense of just you can just get into heaven like there's there's no there's no accountability you know there's no acknowledgement that you know we are sinful or that there is an original sin and we're not atoned for anything there's no salvation there's no way to redeem ourselves except through ourselves you know and that that's broad that's that's there's so many things that believe that so that's broad but the narrow path the narrow path that has core beliefs that has standards guys that is the way to eternal life and there's only one there's only one truth there cannot be multiple truths there cannot be multiple ways to heaven because not every way is the truth there can only be one truth and out of all the religions in the world we can see clearly by comparison that jesus is the truth the way the truth and the life but what i do want people to do is i want you if you are someone who believes in a different religion, in a different spirituality, in a different practice, and you are listening to this podcast and you're really trying to figure out if what I believe in is really true, if what I believe in is going to really help me reach my end destination, which is in an eternity somewhere, whether it be heaven or hell, if if what I believe in is sending me to an eternity of separation, then I need to reevaluate what I what I believe in. And I want you to ask yourself certain questions so you can help identify if what you believe in is really leading you astray or leading you to um, to to blissfulness, to intimacy with your creator. First, ask yourself, am I free? Am I am I free? Does what I believe in give me freedom? Does what I believe in give me allow give me the freedom to choose? And when I do choose, is that choice freedom? Am I bound to my sin? Am I bound to my transgressions? Am I bound to myself? Am I bound to society? Am I bound? Am I free? Then ask yourself, do I have intimacy with my creator? Can I actually have a relationship with my creator? Can I hear the voice of God? Does the scripture that the God that I believe in speak to me, convict me, motivate me, change me? Help me repent away from the wickedness in my life. Do I have intimacy with my creator? Ask yourself, 
Am I 100% sure that I'm going to heaven, that I'm going to a paradise, that I'm not going to be eternally separated? Do I, does my, what I believe in, does it give me 100% satisfaction, knowing, guarantee that I am going to be living in paradise, that I'm going to be living in heaven? You know, is there any contradictions that I may be like, oh, oh, you know, when I get to heaven, when I die, when I face God, and is he going to say, depart from me, I never knew you? Or is he going to say, well done, my faithful servant? Does my, does my faith, does my belief, or does my spirituality give me 100% certainty that I am going to be saved, that I am going to dwell in heaven or paradise, whatever you want to call it? Ask yourself, does my belief give me a fresh start? Does it, does it, am I, uh, does it hold me accountable to my sin? You know, does it keep me stuck in sin because it's not holding me accountable? You know, does it address my sin? Am I redeemed from my sin? Do I get a fresh start? Do I get, does what I believe in love me enough to sacrifice for me? Does what I believe in, you know, see that I'm worthy of being saved and I'm worthy of having an intimacy with? Ask if if I'm forgiven and, and and again if I'm loved, you know, does what I believe in, does the God or gods that I believe in love me? Am I forgiven with the wickedness that's in my heart? How can I how can I be forgiven? You know, you know, just like how a person does wrong unto you and you want to be forgiven because it makes you feel better, it makes you feel freer. Does what I believe in give me give me uh, forgiveness? You know, do I feel forgiveness when I speak to my God or my gods? The last thing I really want people to ask, if you are, you know, outside of the Christian faith, or if you are part of the Christian faith and you're one of the, you know, part of the denominations that I mentioned earlier, like Catholicism, Mormonism, Jehovah's Witness, and a few others, you know, if I left my culture, if I discarded my culture, would I still be that part of a part of that religion because if you really look at other religions around the world what are what are what are they associated with they're associated with a culture or a certain group of people or a certain ethnic group a certain culture you know that culture or that group of people believes in that certain thing but if we were to take those cultural aspects out the food the clothes the traditions the songs the dance the storytelling would i still be a part of that religion or would that religion even exist that belief system even exists if I were to take away those cultural aspects. Because the Bible talks about how we are to die to our flesh. We are to die to the things of this world. We are to pick up our cross daily. So we are to deny ourselves. That includes our culture. To be a true follower of Christ, you have to deny those things. You have to deny that culture. So you can actually be a follower of Christ and not have those culture because the Bible says, drop those worldly cultures and follow Jesus culture, follow kingdom culture. So again, ask the, ask these questions. Do what I believe in, does it offer me these things or does it restrict me from 
restrict me from certain things or keep me bound to certain things ask yourself those questions guys when you say you believe in something because if you believe in something and it's not giving you freedom if it's not giving you 100 certainty that you're going to paradise you know if you have no intimacy with your god or your gods if you're not given a fresh start forgiven loved you know if you know if your religion just ended up not existing because you took out cultural things then you need to reevaluate what you believe in and start seeking the truth start seeking the something that's gonna actually allow you to have answers to those things good answers to those things and i really want to encourage people to dig deep into what they believe you know if you know are are does your belief are you only believing those things because your parents and your culture and your society told you to believe in those things in in that religion or do you actually believe that for yourself and that's the beautiful thing about christ you can't be forced to believe in those things you have to experience christ for yourself you have to say jesus i want you to be the savior of my life in order to have answers to these following questions to actually have intimacy with god to actually know that you're going to heaven to actually have a fresh start and to be loved and to be forgiven and to be free so again guys again the whole point of this episode was not to bash any religion it wasn't to make people feel lessened for what they were brought up to believe in but it's really to open your hearts and your minds and take the shackles off your off your feet and the veils away from your eye so you can see the deception that you're in that there is only one way to heaven there's only one way to god and that is through jesus christ jesus acknowledges and holds you accountable to your sin and he redeems you from sin he offers you a free gift of salvation and i want to encourage you if you are listening to this episode or this podcast in general and you just feel like you don't have any intimacy with what you believe in i i encourage you to pray and say lord I want to learn more about you, Lord. Reveal the truth to me. Reveal who you are to me. Is what is what is what I'm hearing on this podcast true? You know, is are you real? Is Christ real? Are you the one true God? Are you the one true way to heaven? Ask the Lord to reveal himself to you and he will. He will. He will show you. He will open himself up to you like it's like we said um in one of the scriptures. It says draw nigh unto the lord and the lord will draw not draw nigh unto you so seek the lord and he will find you in the midst of your seeking and just know that god loves you christ loves you and they're waiting for you to accept the free gift of salvation the free gift of grace and mercy and peace and being a royal priesthood and being blessed and highly favored all those benefits that you get when you're following christ but i hope you guys enjoyed this episode please go check us out on all major platforms if you really like the podcast please definitely go on apple uh, podcast go subscribe so you know when we're having new episodes so you'll always be alert and also go write a comment and leave a leave a review um leave a star well five stars um, but, you know, click on the stars on and, and rate the actual podcast um, and, and, t- and tell us what you really feel and what you would like to hear. If you have a specific topic that you would like addressed, please email me at paint 
nightministries at gmail.com. I would love to get some feedback as far as specific questions or specific scriptures that you would like to go into detail and depth and, you know, really explained. Um, But yeah, guys, remember, God loves you. Jesus loves you. And they're waiting on you to turn to them. And I love y'all. And I'll catch y'all next time. Peace.